Let us worship God. Gospel of Matthew, the 18th chapter, beginning with the 21st verse. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. O God, we give you thanks for these ancient words and for those who have carried them down through the ages. Open our hearts and minds that your wisdom might fall afresh on us this day. Then Peter came and said to him, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God.
continuation from Matthew. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. And as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold together with his wife and children and all his possessions, and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the Lord of that slave released him and forgave him the debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves, who owed him a hundred denarii, and seizing him by the throat, he said, Pay what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? 
and in anger his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he should pay his entire debt. So, my heavenly Maker will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Here ends the reading. I couldn't help it, and he never asked for it. And though he may have wondered, he never knew. When I looked at him, I saw the eyes of another. With every morning made thick with wisdom, every seven-layered cake of story, every bitter cup of precious tea, every shuffle of canvas-covered feet, the space-time continuum wrinkled. I was not only a doe-eyed student at the feet of a visiting professor. I was gathered into the hem of my grandfather's attending spirit. Looking back, it's not hard to see why. Beyond their white wisps of hair, beyond their almond-shaped eyes, they were both non-traditional professors. They each were raised in Quaker circles and became psychologists and spiritual wanderers, wrestling with the truths of what it is to be human. What he might have termed positive transference, I only knew as comfort and safety and wonder. Maybe that's what enabled more of his lessons to be retained in my memory, while so many others have evaporated into time. Maybe that's why when he told of his annual pilgrimage to silently sweep a courtyard, and so to quietly sweep the courtyard of his mind, I remembered. And why, when he spoke of the silence that gathers the light of a community, I remembered. And why, when he answered a question filled with seeking, I remembered. I remembered his story of a frightened child waking in the night after being told to return to bed one more time her parents, exhausted yet still loving, finally pick her up and allow her to remain in their arms. Though he has since made his transition, enfolded into the robes of God, this week I found myself praying for the comfort I once knew in him. Forgiveness, the call to forgiveness, causes those most tender parts of us to quake, like a child needing to be held in the night. Ask me to forgive, and I'll tell you all the hurts that have been done. 
Nothing in me wanted to touch forgiveness this week. Nothing in me wanted to broach those old wounds still living. But such is the way of the lectionary and of our siblings observing what have been called the days of awe or days of repentance between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Somehow I missed the memo that the Jewish New Year, the day I associate with the sweetness of apples and honey, is linked to 10 days of repentance. Amazingly enough, I never associated Rosh Hashanah with Yom Kippur. So I've been receiving the gift of learning with fresh eyes, sitting once more at the feet of those who have lived this tradition, listening to those who tell of the call of the shafar as they ready the ground for a new year. Some say that as this ancient horn cries out, it awakens in us all the feelings covered over with shovels of silence, all that has been left hidden. It calls to each person that we might revisit the year gone by, take a look at the mistakes we've made, and enter the land of making peace with those we've harmed, with family members, parents, children, spouses, with colleagues, friends, neighbors, with the poor, with the whole community. And when Yom Kippur comes, this day of reconciliation with God, to then hear the freedom cry of renewal, tasting afresh the sweetness of new life, or at least to live into that hope. Prayers collected by those who've observed a lifetime of days of awe reveal forgiveness continues to have its own life. Even as each new year comes, even with each season of making a holy practice of amends, some silence remains. And so the high holy days are filled with both the sweet and the bitter, the jubilant and the somber, the recalcitrant and the eager. In the midst of my defiant resistance to forgiveness this week, I thought to myself, maybe I'm just a real son of a Peter. How often should I forgive? Seven times? No, 77 times. Might as well have been a gajillion. Curious about a kindred spirit. I followed the story of Peter back to the beginning. Back to when Jesus first called him from the shore. Back to when Jesus told him he'd teach him to fish for people. 
back to when Peter was still Simon and when Jesus was still fishing for answers. Who do people say that I am? But who do you say that I am? Simon so boldly answers. After recognizing Jesus as the son of the living God, Jesus recognizes him in return using another name, blessing him, Simon, son of Jonah. Jonah, who jumped into a boat, so allergic was he to the call of a forgiving God. And when a storm began to surround him, threatening the lives of all those on board, his response to the sailors who woke him was that they should just throw him overboard. He finally agreed to go to Nineveh. After spending three days and nights in the belly of a fish and being spit ashore, when all the people and beasts, all the children and animals repented, immediately changing their ways upon hearing Jonah's words of warning, Jonah's allergy remained life-threatening. God decides not to destroy them and to forgive them instead. And in response, Jonah stormed off east of town in a rage. And when God pointed out that Jonah seemed to care more about a plant than the lives of over 100,000 people who were still learning, Jonah agreed, saying he was so angry he could die. This Jonah, whose name means dove, never did make friends with peace. And yet he was also the one Jesus, the Prince of Peace, claimed when challenged by opponents for a sign. The only sign you will receive, he said over and again, is the sign of Jonah. For he too knew what it was to spend three days and nights in the heart of the earth and return once more. And so, like a seven-layered cake, Simon, who recognizes Jesus, Simon, who struggles with how perfectly he must forgive, is blessed, son of Jonah. And in response to his question filled with seeking, sturdy rock of the community, though he has become known, Jesus tells a story that through his anger, he might embrace a call to forgiveness that has become his own. Sometimes, forgiveness comes in the quiet of a courtyard and the friendship of a broom. Sometimes, it gathers us with its own life like the silence that gathers a community. Sometimes it reaches down and picks us up, exhausted and loving, and it lets us remain there for seven years, for 77, 
for as long as we need. And when morning comes, it sends us out free. And when morning comes, it sends us out with every Jonah, every beast, every Peter, every Prince of Peace, tasting the sweetness of a new year, free. Send me 
as we continue now with the prayer chants, you are invited in the silence of your hearts to offer your prayers of intercession and supplication, those prayers for the world, for those you love, and for yourself to be given to God.
give you thanks for you have gathered us in silence in song in story in community and in endurance and for that we give you our thanks and our praise amen go forth with every Jonah every beast every Peter every prince of peace tasting the sweetness of a new year, free. And may the grace of God who created you in love, the peace of Christ who teaches it is possible to be love, and the power of the Spirit who calls you ever forward into new experiences of love, be and abide with you this day, this week, and evermore. Amen. Amen.